Hi everyone, welcome to the Kind Mum Podcast. I'm Rita and this series is all about motherhood, self-care, life experiences and fun facts. Each week I'll deliver some advice and discoveries on health, fitness, mindset and beauty in the hopes to create a community of like-minded women with passion and drive who want to be inspired and inspire others to be their best selves. Please subscribe and join our tribe. Welcome to episode two of the Kind Mum podcast. This week is Panda Week, which represents Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia. So in this episode, I'll be telling you about my personal experience with perinatal anxiety and how I overcame it. What's the difference between perinatal and postnatal? Well, perinatal is the period of time when you're pregnant and after the birth, whereas postnatal is related to the time after the birth. Hey guys, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about both my pregnancies. Um, They were completely different. I think it's all bullshit when they say, oh, you're carrying different at this time, so you're definitely having a girl, or you're craving sweets, definitely a boy. I have two boys, (laughs) and both my pregnancies were completely different. Um, My first pregnancy uh, with Felix, three years ago, I had nausea 24-7 for the first five months. It was hell. I had trouble putting on weight um, because I couldn't eat due to the morning sickness. So all I was having were like crackers, ginger, I don't know, those ginger lollies, ginger beer, which I cannot stand right now. Um, I had to get iron injections leading up to the birth because my iron was very low. And I had an iron transfusion after the birth as well because I lost a lot of blood. Um, So with Felix, he was eight days overdue. Um, My painful contraction started seven days before the birth and my waters were leaking unknowingly the whole week. I had a fever the night before he was born because he was um, overdue and also he had pooed inside, which I didn't know at the time. So when I called the hospital to say um, I needed to come, they actually told me to stay at home a bit longer. So I didn't end up going to the hospital till about midnight that night um but when i got to the hospital i was in so much pain i really couldn't stand my contractions they were so painful um so i was put um hooked up to drips uh through the whole labor so i was actually stuck to my hospital bed i couldn't get up and walk around or anything like that so i felt really uh, really stuck and really worried as well especially because I originally planned, you know, we all have our, our plan of what we think, how we think it's going to go and what we want. Um, I wanted a water birth. Um, I was like, no drugs, water birth, going to play all this music. It's going to be amazing. Like, you know, la la land. (laughs) So for me, um, as soon as I got there, they asked if I wanted any drugs. And I said, look, I want to start from the lowest and go up to the highest. I said, but I definitely want the drugs. (laughs) So I started with the gas, I remember, and didn't do anything. I just got really dizzy and high, and it was annoying because the pain did not go away. So next I went for the water injections. I don't know if anyone's had them before, but I just brace yourself. (laughs) They were so painful. They put two needles in your back at the same time and inject water so that it releases some of the pressure from the muscles because my contractions were in my back really, really bad. 
Um, so they were super painful and it only lasts, I think, a couple of hours anyway. So then I said, okay, epidural, let's do it. I was terrified to do it because um, I've heard all these horror stories. Um, but I thought, you know, I, I really, I was at my ultimate, like, pain. <laughs> I could not handle it anymore. So, um, so the, how do you say it? The anesthetist. <laughs> came in um gave me the epidural but it actually took ages for it to kick in so they gave me the little clicker thing so i could increase the intensity and it took a really long time like i remember looking at the clock which was positioned right in front of me and thinking oh my god this is not working so i think it was like an hour before um felix was born that it actually kicked in and then um by that stage they had to call a doctor to come in because um, he was a bit distressed and I had to get an episiotomy and the doctor had to use forceps to get him out. And then of course my beautiful Felix was born and I was the happiest girl in the world. Um, I think I cried the whole time I was holding him and I felt great. Felix had tongue tie when he was born so he had a lot of trouble latching on. Um, I thought that was the only problem, but I, even after we got that um, fixed, he still had a lot of trouble to latch. So I actually had to express and feed him from the bottle and wear nipple shields. It was very painful for me and I actually ended up getting mastitis about six or seven times um, from when he was born to he was about five or six months, I think. Um, so I was in a lot of pain a lot of the time. I felt sick all the time. I just, um, it was horrific. I didn't know what to do. I called all the helplines. I even asked, um, if somebody could come out to my house, like a lactation consultant. Um, but I was told they don't do that. Um, so I was lost. I was confused. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I felt like I was asking people for help but nobody really had an answer that worked for me so I just had to go through it um, by the age of I think it was five or six months old um, I went to my doctor and she is a mum, and she wanted to help me to get him to latch so she literally just shoved my boob in his mouth and he latched I don't know why it happened at that time maybe he was ready maybe um my nipples had shaped themselves i guess um so he latched on i cried my eyes out it was the most amazing feeling for me it didn't hurt um so after like suffering from cracked nipples and bleeding and just agony this was amazing for me so that was a big win for both of us um, and from that point on, he fed really well and I didn't get mastitis anymore and I fed him till he was 13 months old. By this stage, I was already three months pregnant with baby number two, Julian. So maybe that's why Felix decided to wean off at 13 months. <laughs> um, we always said that we wanted our first two kids close in age. So this pregnancy was planned this way. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be easy having two kids under two. 
but nothing actually could prepare me for how difficult it really was. So my pregnancy with Julian was the complete opposite to my first. I was convinced I was having a girl. You know all those old wives tales? I had heartburn from the very start and it lasted around four to five months. I was craving chili so that probably didn't help. <laughs> I was definitely more tired and I got bigger a lot quicker this time but surprisingly put on less weight. With Felix I put on 20 kilos and with Julian I only put on 12 kilos. I started feeling anxious going into the second trimester. It was hard enough running around with a one-year-old. I also felt a little nervous that I'd have... I'd also felt a little nervous that I'd have the same traumatic birth experience like the first time. I was keeping it together, carrying on with daily activities. I was working a couple of days a week, so that at least kept me focused on something else. I was pregnant through spring and summer, so this time it was nice to wear dresses instead of pants in winter, which felt like they were cutting off your circulation, you know what I mean? I guess having babies so close together, you really don't have that break or that time to forget or recover from previous experience. So my mind was always going in circles thinking, will this baby arrive late or early? Will it be as painful or worse? Will I go for drugs this time again or none? I wasn't really love living in the moment. I didn't feel this way all the time, mostly when I was on my own and it was quiet, alone with my thoughts, which wasn't too often because my busy one-year-old. I remember having my first contraction. It was 8.30 a.m. I was driving to my GP for my last appointment. Felix was sitting in the back. I felt a faint cramp in my lower abdomen, kind of like period pain. I said, oh my God, what is that? Uh, I didn't even feel another one until after my doctor's appointment. So I thought it was nothing. I told my doctor and she said it could be happening soon. Um, this was four days before his due date. So I kind of got a little excited because I thought, well, at least he's not eight days late like Felix. So after getting home from my GP, I started having more contractions. They were roughly an hour apart to begin with and were bearable. My whole family was over, which is standard for me and my labors. <laughs> so it was a nice distraction. By around 8.30 p.m. my waters broke, which I've never experienced before. Um, it was pretty amazing actually. I was so excited, I remember jumping up and saying, oh my God, my waters and bursting into tears saying, um, it's happening, it's happening. Um, it was a relief um, because I did know, okay, this is actually happening now. So I got off the lounge and I did my hair because I'm crazy like that. I called the hospital and I told them we'll be coming soon. Um, I think by that stage it was 10.30 p.m. My contractions were roughly four minutes apart. Um, and what I did was I actually bought a TENS machine. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but if you don't know what it is, you want to know what it is. It's so good. It's, um, it helps you through labor pain. So you actually attach these pads to your back um, and you increase the intensity. It kind of pulses and it inc you increase the intensity as you're contracting. It really helped me a lot. It actually um, made 
or I don't know how painful it would have been without it, but it felt bearable to me. So that's pretty amazing. So I wore that through the whole labor um, till I had my son. So, um, so fast forward, I'm in the labor ward and the midwife asked if I wanted drugs or not. And I said, no, I don't this time. Um, I felt really good. I felt positive at that point and I felt really present and in the moment. So I just, I didn't regret my decision. I'm happy that I said that. Um, so I could experience it, I guess, on that end. Um, so I just felt really good knowing that I could do it and in my own way. So fast forward a little bit. Um, by this stage, it's about one o'clock in the morning and I remember that I was so hungry, but at the same time I felt nauseous. <laughs> so my husband thankfully brought snacks. So I was eating and contracting and eating and contracting and then I remember saying don't give me any more food because I'm gonna be sick um, but I was fine I was walking around breathing through my contractions I felt the breathing really helped um, heat pack on my back my husband rubbing my back that was really good I actually remember asking the midwife if I could have Panadol <laughs> and she laughed at me um, so when it was time to push I had never felt that sensation, so I had asked when to know when to push, and the midwife said if I feel pressure down low, that's when. So my body kind of felt like, I don't know, this is how the only way I can describe it, like it was cluster cramping. I don't even know if that's a thing, but that's what it felt like. Like my, my insides were just like constantly cramping, and I could feel that the baby was moving through and down. And that's when I remember yelling out, come quick, the baby's coming now. Um, so I pushed like three or four times and baby came out. It was 3.05 a.m. So I had 19 hours of active labor. Um, I remember feeling exhausted and nervous at the same time because I didn't really know. The first thing I felt when they put Julian on my chest was relief because the labor was over. I was just so exhausted and just anxiously waiting for, for it to be over. Um, I remember they were prepping me for the placenta to come out and I turned to the midwife and I said, um, so what do I do now? She kind of laughed, probably thinking, but haven't you done this before? And said just to hold him, but the thing is, I actually did feel lost. I had never felt like that with Felix. When Felix was born, all I wanted to do was hold him, kiss him, talk to him, and never let him go. But this time I just felt really anxious. I didn't know why I did, but it was scary. I remember feeling scared for why I had these different feelings. Um, I just didn't know why it was happening. And I kept asking if I could put him down for a bit so I could catch my breath. But everyone insisted I continue to hold him, which I understand now. But at the time, I just kind of felt really overwhelmed. I feel really bad even saying this, but I felt almost forced to bond with my baby. In the weeks to follow, I had a really hard time 
Felix wanted my attention and I was exhausted. Julian was a very good sleeper at the beginning, but I was just trying to deal with the overwhelm of it all. So to top it all off, Julian was two weeks old and my husband tore his meniscus. So that didn't help. I almost instantly felt like I had three, I'm not gonna say children, <laughs> I had three people to look after in my house while being freshly postpartum. So it wasn't helping my mental state at all. I became super snappy, highly emotional, more than usual. I would yell at everyone and then lock myself in a room and cry. Some nights when I'd wake after feeding Julian, I'd just lay there sobbing for ages. I remember one night Greg asked, what was wrong? I said, I feel lonely. Like I'm just here meant to know what I'm doing with these two kids and I don't sleep, I don't eat properly, things were just not working out. I felt guilty and like I wasn't good enough to be a mum to these beautiful boys. Plus, I wanted to slap Greg for injuring himself. Like seriously? You had to do it now? I also had trouble breastfeeding Julian. He didn't latch for seven months and I decided not to pump because I felt last time that I overpumped, so I was really scared to get mastitis but unfortunately I still got mastitis I got it about six times with Julian I was using nipple shields so I have a feeling that might be the reason I have a feeling the milk flow maybe wasn't coming through I don't know I still can't figure it out so my whole world felt like it was crashing down. I was sick all the time. My husband couldn't help me. My kids were always crying and I was a mess. So what changed? Greg suggested I go see my GP. I'm so lucky to have an amazing GP who saw me through both my pregnancies. I sat with her. She asked me, how are you doing? I burst into tears and cried forever. I remember saying, I just can't do it. She told me it's normal to feel this way and that if I'd like to, I could speak to someone that can help. So I booked in to see a psychologist. Best thing I ever did. What else did I do to help me combat my anxiety? I started by taking time out every morning for myself. For me, it was Pilates. 10 minutes every single day, I'd wake up before everybody and I'd do my stretches and my Pilates. It helped to ground me and prep me mentally for the day. Also, it helped stretch out my back from all the overnight feeding that I was doing with Julian. I would take the kids out for walks, even multiple times a day. Being outside in nature is way better than being indoors with two kids. I spent more time with my friends and I started to do things that made me feel a sense of worth. I have heaps of hobbies. People who know me well know that I'm always doing something new. Well, the reason I'm always doing something new is because it makes me feel really good and happy. It distracts me, but it also makes me feel accomplished. I also started asking more for help. So from my family, my mom is my savior. I put the kids in daycare two days a week, which was amazing. We also started planning mini breaks. So a weekend away or even one night away really helped. 
and also my husband and I we have date night twice a month now which is amazing so we leave the kids with my mum and we go out for a couple of hours and just reconnect so how do I feel now well some days I do get overwhelmed but it's little things like the house is messy or the washing needs to be done I mean when does it ever not need to be done seriously so I've learned not to sweat the small stuff and just do the things that matter. And what's important to me is spending time with my family, my friends, playing with my kids, getting off my phone and really being present in the moment. What my three tips you can do now to help combat your anxiety? Really take out time for you. 10 minutes is all you need every single day, whether it's to go for a walk, spend time with friends and family, and talk to someone who cares. Whether that is your friends or family or a counsellor, there's no shame in getting help if you need to. Thanks so much for listening to the Kind Mum podcast. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you'll stay tuned for more. Please follow me on my social media accounts at The Kind Mum. Remember to take care of yourself and do at least one thing today that'll make you feel really great. See ya!